0: Welcome, listeners, and thanks for stopping by. And to my frequent listeners, I just want to tell you, I appreciate your interest in the podcast, and I appreciate you listening in every week. Please keep dropping by. We have some great content lined up for this year. Now, on to the episode. There's a legendary creature in South Carolina that keeps rising to national notoriety again and again, and many are not convinced he's simply folklore. In fact, those who have seen him or evidence of his existence will tell you he is very real indeed. In the 1980s, the beastly creature that was to become known as the lizard man of Scape or Swamp first harassed the tiny community of Browntown, South Carolina, just west of Johnsonville. Since then, he's been seen in various places in Lee County, including the Bishopville area. The lizard man of scape or swamp is said to inhabit areas of swampland in and around lee county south carolina along with the sewers and towns near the swamp. The lizard man is described as having green scaly skin with either red or orange eyes and three-fingered webbed hands. It stands about seven feet tall and has a stride of nearly four feet. Even though most people associate the lizard man with Bishopville, Among the first actual reports of his activity are those that were from the tiny community of Browntown. It was in this area in 1988 when police were called about a couple's car that had been mauled, scratched, and beaten up by some kind of animal. They found reddish colored hair and muddy footprints all over the car as well as chewed and mangled chrome trim. Upon being interviewed, other residents in the Browntown area reported having seen a strange creature about seven feet tall with red eyes and scaly skin resembling that of a lizard. Some speculated to the interviewing officers that maybe the creature was responsible for mauling the couple's car. After the report was published in the local paper, another resident stepped forward and admitted to a full-on sighting of the lizard-like creature verifying the descriptions provided by the folks in Browntown. Dr. Joseph Laycock, a professor at Texas State University in Austin, Texas, has journeyed this region. Among cryptids, we don't have a lot of stories with scales, Laycock said. It's always some variation of Bigfoot, something big and shaggy. With this, I can't help thinking of media like The Creature from the Black Lagoon. It has this sci-fi kind of element to it that a lot of other cryptids don't have and I think that's what makes it unique. There have been other sightings of lizard creatures to be sure. The Native Americans talked about men with tails that came to live among them, so the stories have been going on for centuries. According to myths and tales of the southeastern Indians by John Reed Swanton in 1929, the Creek tribe encountered a human-sized lizard monster in the area. One tale goes as follows. Several hunters were out together and formed a hunting camp. A hunter came back one evening and said, I've found a big bear tree. He told the rest of the hunters, and they said to one another, tomorrow morning we'll set out. We'll build a fire there and smoke the she-bear out so that we can see her. They slept, and next day started off and came to the place. When they got to where the big tree stood, it looked as if something lived there, and they said to one another, a bear surely lives here so they started a fire under it. The smoke filled up the hollow inside, and soon, rather than a bear, a big lizard came out. The people saw it and ran away. The big lizard jumped down and gave chase. It ran along till it caught one of them and came back with him. It came with him to the big tree and threw him down into it. Then it chased another one and did the same to each in turn, overtook, caught, and brought him back. Only one was left. It chased him, and after it had gone a long distance, overtook him and brought him back. When it was coming through a place where the trees were thick, a panther was lying asleep in it. When the big lizard got there with the man, the cat woke up and jumped upon it. The lizard let the man go and jumped upon the panther in turn, and they began to fight. The man saw this, jumped up, and, of course, ran away. Of the people who had gone far away from their homes to hunt, only one came back. He told his people how the big lizard had killed all of the others. In November of 1958, Charles Wetzel was driving near the Santa Ana River by Riverside, California, when his car was attacked by a six-foot glowing-eyed creature. The creature had leaf-like scales and extended beak-like mouth. Wetzel said in a 1982 interview that the creature's legs appeared to stick out from the sides of its torso, not from the bottom. The creature leaped onto the hood of Wetzel's car. Shocked beyond belief, he did what anybody would do in that situation. He hit the accelerator and sped off, which threw the beast off the hood. In 1972, a lizard man was sighted in the Thetis Lake area of British Columbia, Canada, by several people. They reported the creature was man-sized, had scale covered with silver skin, large ears, and what they described as a monster's face, and several ridges on its head. In 1977, a state conservationist reported seeing a scale-colored man-beast at dusk over several evenings next to waters of Southern Tier in Upper State New York, not far from the northern Pennsylvania border. So, if these lizard creatures actually exist, where might they come from? Are there more cases of them being seen over the years? Of course there are. Many theories have been presented in relation to the identity of Lizardmen, theories such as living dinosaurs, and even offshoots of evolution in which the reptilian hierarchy continued to evolve along the same path as early primates. At one point in time, reptiles ruled the Earth, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that the most dominant species on the planet could continue to evolve in small numbers unseen by mankind, is it? although no reptilian species known to man have shown signs of such advanced evolution. The reptile is the oldest and most successful species on the planet and could hold secrets that have yet to come to light. Reptilians, also called reptoids, lizard people, archons, reptiloids, saurians or draconians, are supposed reptilian humanoids, which play a prominent role in fantasy, science fiction, ufology, and conspiracy theories. The idea of reptilians was popularized by David Ick, a conspiracy theorist who claims shape-shifting reptilian aliens control Earth by taking on human form and gaining political power to manipulate human societies. Kind of a reptilian Illuminati, if you will. Hick has stated on multiple occasions, this is a little far out, folks, that many world leaders are or are possessed by so-called reptilians. Alien abduction narratives sometimes allege contact with reptilian creatures. One of the earliest reports was that of Ashland, Nebraska, police officer Herbert Shermer, who, under hypnosis, recalled being taken aboard a UFO in 1967 by humanoid beings with a slightly reptilian appearance who wore a winged serpent emblem on the left side of their chests. Skeptics consider his claims to be a hoax. Another derivative of the reptilian creature theory is the dinosauroid, a hypothetical reptilian humanoid conjectured by paleontologist Dale Russell. Russell theorized that if dinosaurs had survived and evolved, they would now be more humanoid in appearance. They would walk upright and develop three-fingered hands, That's a perfect match to modern-day sightings of lizardmen. We'll be getting to our scape-or-swamp lizardman in just a few minutes, but first, let's look at some other alleged sightings of lizardmen. Devil Creature of Son Dong Cave When it was discovered in 1995, the Son Dong Cave in Vietnam was said to be so large that it couldn't be fully explored at the time. Over 492 feet high, 656 feet wide, and 4 miles in length, it was open to the public for tours in 2013. Since then, there have been several reports of strange creatures lurking within the cave systems. In January 2015, a video appeared on YouTube that claimed to show a picture of a reptilian creature. It was taken by one of the cave's visitors who described it as a devil creature that had a human-like body and a face that was more akin to a dragon or lizard. The sighting is particularly interesting when put alongside an alleged account that appeared on another website regarding an American military unit that was based in South Vietnam, close to the same caves in 1970. The report claimed that a seven-foot upright lizard humanoid was spotted near the entrance of the cave. The unit eventually opened fire on the creature but it appeared that it escaped unhurt, as no body or signs that it was wounded were found. The anonymous soldier stated that his unit was not debriefed about the incident, which led him to believe that it was either unreported or that it was simply covered up. Sonora Desert, Arizona While cycling the 24-hours, a 17-mile trail through the Sonoran Desert in Arizona, three mountain bike cyclists spotted a strange creature when they stopped for a short break. While one of the cyclists, Michael, took a toilet break, the other two spotted what they described as a six-foot, very skinny creature that appeared to walk with an awkward gait. Michael returned and gasped at the sight, causing the creature to turn its head toward the trio. It appeared to be observing them. The cyclist described its eyes as being snake-like, black with a yellow stripe in the middle. The creature was covered in green and red scales and had two holes on its face where the nose would be. It appeared to have a red pattern around its mouth and didn't seem to have any visible ears. The creature suddenly turned and scampered out of sight of the three cyclists. The Loveland Frogman. In March 1972 in Loveland, Ohio, there were two separate sightings of a strange reptile-like creature that became known as the Loveland Frogman. Both sightings were made by Ohio police officers, and both took a lot of ridicule as a result. An hour after midnight on March 3, 1972, Officer Ray Shockey was driving on Tweety Road and saw what he thought was a dog on the side of the road. As Shockey pulled over, the creature stood upright and looked directly at him its eyes gleaming from the car headlights. Then it leaped over the guardrail and headed to Little Miami River. Shockey reported that it was about four feet tall, with the face of a frog or lizard, and appeared to have leathery skin. He returned to the scene a little later with fellow officer Mark Matthews to investigate further. They found scrape marks on the embankment of the river, but no monster. Two weeks later, Officer Matthews himself witnessed the creature while driving on the outskirts of Loveland. He noticed what he thought was roadkill in the middle of the road, so he pulled his car over with the intention of dragging it to the side of the road. As he exited the vehicle, the creature got up into a crouched position like a football player, he said, before heading to the guardrail. Matthews stated that the creature kept looking at him until it disappeared over the edge. Matthews discharged his weapon at it, but missed. Before he knew it, it was gone. By the time investigators Ron Schaffner and Richard Mackey looked into the case in 2001, Officer Matthews expressed doubts about everything he'd witnessed. Reptilian Photographed in Vehicle In April 2015, an unnamed man claimed to have not only seen a reptilian humanoid, but caught a photograph of it inside a moving Kia Spectra vehicle. The man took the picture while driving behind the car and when he examined it later he claimed to be able to see a reptilian face staring back at him in the car's rearview mirror. Originally he made the report to MUFON, the mutual UFO network, and provided his pictures to them. He claimed that he was taking a picture of the monster decal on the back of the car. Only when he looked at the picture later did he realize what he had photographed. He claimed that after adjusting the contrast of the picture he could make out heavy eyelids as well as scaly protrusions on the creatures forehead which also showed that the figure had appeared to be frowning he claimed to have taken the picture in february of 2015 but he had studied it for several weeks before deciding to volunteer it and his story to move on austrian cave reptiles as an expert and investigator of cave systems in austria the czech republic and poland gregor claimed to have witnessed a reptilian in the old salt mine caves of northern Austria in May of 2011. He estimated that he was around 164 feet below the surface and was taking cave chippings to be studied. That's when Gregor heard strange voices coming from close by. He stopped and listened to the sound until the voices appeared to stop. Ignoring them, he moved farther through the cave and into a chamber where he smelled a rotting odor. Suddenly, he heard the voices again. Now a little spooked, Gregor decided to turn back and exited the chamber as quickly as he could. As he did so, he turned his head to look behind him and saw with horror that a light appeared to be illuminating the previously dark room. One light became several, and Gregor finally got a glimpse of what was carrying them. He described what he witnessed. The creatures were humanoid in stature, but these were not human. Each varied in height, but all looked the same, muscular lizards that walked upright like humans. There is not a better term I can use to identify these beings. These creatures wore dark-colored full-body uniforms that extended and covered the feet. I couldn't tell the exact color of the skin, but each had a pronounced muzzle. The long tails were very prominent and swiftly swayed back and forth as they moved forward. The arms and legs were massive. I could detect the musculature through the uniforms. There were voices also as if they were talking to each other. The voices actually sounded human, though I could not detect the language. There were possibly 20 or more of these creatures as they walked single file through the chamber and into the other opening. When I conceived it was safe to move, I quickly withdrew from the cave. I think I may have been in shock because I barely remember anything that happened from that point until I reached my office. I decided to keep a private journal regarding my encounter, but I did not discuss it with anyone else. My colleague, who originally found the cave, told me that he has explored the cave since my encounter, but never mentions anything about the chamber, other passageways, or any bizarre beings. The encounter had shaken Gregor badly. At this point in time, I'm starting to doubt that I witnessed these creatures. Is it possible that I hallucinated this encounter, or possibly experienced something from the the past or the future? I am a trained professional who deals with reality, but my beliefs have been seriously shaken, he said. Reptilian in the room. West Penner from Oregon claims his reptilian encounter began when he woke up one night and noticed the room had suddenly turned icy cold. As he fully awoke, he realized that he could not move and was paralyzed in his bed. Then Penray noticed an extremely muscular green humanoid with red eyes in the room with him. At the time, he stated he could only describe it as a demon, but then he realized that what he saw matched other descriptions of reptilians. He remembered a spine sticking out of the creature's skin and it was around seven feet tall. Its build was much wider and more muscular than that of a standard human being. The creature stared at Pinray before suddenly speeding toward him, wrapping its hands around his neck and choking him. Pinray stated that the creature was growling and roaring during the attack. Pinray claimed the reptile-like being literally sucked the life energy out of his body and swallowed it. However, as instantly as it had appeared, it was gone. Penray described the sound he heard when the creature vanished as a swoosh. With the creature gone, pinray was no longer paralyzed, but he states that he has no further memory of the night. While the most likely answer to this experience is sleep paralysis, Penray strongly disagrees with the idea, stating that it was not a dream. Well, those are certainly interesting stories that profess to be real encounters with lizard beings. But by far, the most noteworthy addition to lizard men's sightings is that of the scape or swamp lizard man, who has registered dozens of sightings over the years, even going back hundreds of years in legends of indigenous tribes in North America, especially in the swamplands of Lee County, South Carolina. He appeared out of nowhere into our modern world in 1988. A frightening encounter in the early morning hours with a driver, all alone on a dark back road in the skateboard swamp. The first modern reported sighting of the creature was made by George Holliman Jr. in the fall of 1987, but it was two reports in 1988 that made the lizard man famous. On July 14, 1988, the Lee County Sheriff's Office investigated a report of a car damaged overnight while parked at a home in the area of Browntown outside Bishopville, South Carolina, on the edges of the Scapegoat swamp. The car reportedly had tooth marks and scratches with hair and muddy footprints left behind. Sheriff Liston Shrewsdale noted this was the start of various claims that eventually coalesced into a story about a lizard man in the swamp. Prompted by the news of the vehicle damage, 17-year-old local Christopher Davis reported to the sheriff that his car was damaged by a creature he described as green, wet-like, about seven feet tall, and had three fingers, red eyes, skin like a lizard, snake-like scales, two weeks prior. According to Davis, he was driving home from working the night shift at a fast food restaurant at 2 a.m. when his car got a flat tire. Davis stopped on a road bordering Scape Ore Swamp in order to change the tire. After fixing it, he saw a creature walking toward him. Davis got in his car and began to drive, but the creature was soon on top of the car. He applied his brakes, causing the creature to roll off the car, giving Davis enough time to escape. Davis later described the encounter in detail. I looked back and saw something running across the field towards me. It was about 25 yards away, and I saw red eyes glowing. I ran into the car, and as I locked it, the thing grabbed the door handle. I could see him from the neck down, the three big fingers, long black nails, and green rough skin. It was strong and angry. I looked in my mirror and saw a blur of green running. I could see his toes, and then he jumped on the roof of my car. I thought I heard a grunt, and then I could see his fingers through the front windshield where they curled around on the roof. I sped up and swerved to shake the creature off. Davis's side view mirror was found to be badly damaged, and scratch marks were found on the car's roof, though there was no other physical evidence of his encounter. When the boy returned home, he was so shaken up that it took his parents over two hours to calm him down. Sheriff Liston Truesdale, the acting sheriff for Lee County at the time, said that they dispatched two deputy officers to investigate the incident. The deputies reported that they'd never seen damage of that kind done to a car before. Sheriff Truesdale also said that the 17-year-old witness came from a responsible, respectable family, and that he even passed a polygraph test. Coverage by newspapers and media resulted in increased attention. Local businesses began selling lizard band t-shirts, and the local chamber of commerce encouraged the media attention as good for the community. In three days' time, it was all over the news said Sheriff Truesdale, We were getting so many calls, we had to set up a separate office just to deal with the media. And not just local media, national and international media, too. Suddenly, reporters from Good Morning America, Los Angeles Times, The Charlotte Observer, Herald Examiner, Time, and People magazines all wanted to interview Truesdale. who estimated that 50,000 people descended on Bishopville that summer hound looked like a Carolina-Clemson game. It was bumper-to-bumper traffic, the sheriff said. It was a mess. There were people walking around in outfits made out of chrome to try to entice the lizard man because, you know, they heard he liked chrome. Other people were covering all the chrome on their cars with masking tape. I was scared that some fool would get shot. Truesdale continued the investigation, stressing to the community that if anyone reported a sighting and it turned out to be a lie, they'd go to jail. And still... The reports kept coming in. Two weeks after the Davis sighting, the Sheriff's Department made several plaster casts of what appeared to be three toed footprints, measuring some 14 inches in length, but decided against sending them on to the FBI for further analysis after biologists advised them that they were unclassified. According to the South Carolina Marine Resources Department spokesperson Johnny Evans, the tracks neither matched nor could be mistaken for the footprints of any recorded animal. Evans also dismissed the possibility that they could have been made by some form of mutated creature. In the month that followed the Davis sighting, there were several more reports of a large lizard-like creature and of unusual scratches and bite marks found on cars parked close to the swamp. Most of these are said to have occurred within a three-mile radius of the swamps of Bishopville. At the time, local law enforcement officials reacted to reports of the lizard man with a mixture of concern and skepticism, stating that a sufficient number of sightings had been made by apparently reliable people for them to believe that something tangible was being seen, but also that it was more likely to be a bear than a lizard man. As summer continued in 1988, 12 more people claimed to see the lizard man of Scapehorse Swamp. Some people were chased by the creature and others were slowly being followed until the creature was spotted and ran away. Two men told Lee County deputies that they had been chased by a similar creature while they were getting water out of a spring two weeks before. There were also more reports of mutilated cars. Four teenagers on a double date saw a massive-looking thing run across the road about 20 feet in front of them. Shortly after receiving this initial report, the police received several more reports of howling and screeching coming from that same area. Officers were dispatched to the area and discovered three 40-gallon cardboard drums smashed and scattered all over the road. Several trees also had their tops torn off about eight feet off the ground. There were also more three-toed footprints measuring 14 inches long by seven inches wide that followed a trail almost 900 feet into the swamp itself. They brought in bloodhounds, which followed the tracks to a certain part of the woods, but refused to go any further. Something in there scared them, said Truesdale. Whatever this thing was, it was scaring everyone who saw it. Randy Burns, a reporter from the Sumner Daily, The Item, said, In fact, if it weren't for Sheriff Liston Truesdale, I doubt you would have ever heard of the lizard man. Not because he promoted it, but because he didn't joke about it. He took the reports of something terrorizing his community as serious concerns and conducted an exhaustive investigation. And that's why media paid attention. Burns continued, The people who were talking to the witnesses believed them. They were convinced. A lot of people made fun of Liston, but he wasn't the only one who believed these people saw something. From that 1988 summer on, the legend of the lizard man of Scape or Swamp was born. The increase in newspaper and media publicity prompted further reports of sightings, and the area soon became a tourist attraction for visitors and monster hunters. Local radio station WCOs offered a one million dollar reward to anybody who could capture the creature alive. On August 5th, Kenneth Orr, an airman stationed at Shaw Air Force Base, filed a police report alleging that he had encountered the lizard man on Highway 15 and he had shot and wounded it. He presented several scales and a small quantity of blood as evidence. Orr recanted this account two days later when he was arraigned for unlawfully carrying a pistol and the misdemeanor offense of filing a false police report. According to Orr, he had hoaxed the sighting in order to keep stories about the lizard man in circulation, despite the ill-advised attempt. Reports of the creature gradually declined, at the end of the summer. Local law enforcement officials still speculated that the sightings were likely to have been caused by a bear. The media attention, of course, faded away as the reported incidents died down. But two years later, in 1990, the Lizard Man was back, first spotted by Brian and Michelle Elmore and then by the Blythers family who was driving past the Elmore Butterbean shed when they had to swerve to avoid the huge dark creature that jumped into the road. It put the fear into them, said Drewsdale, who took separate statements from each of the five Blythers. We have to take this thing seriously. And then the lizard man seemed to disappear altogether around 1991 for over a decade until he reportedly resurfaced in the late 2000s. After years without a lizard man sighting, the cryptid is thought to have resurfaced in 2008 when he destroyed the car of Bishopville residents Bob and Dixie Dawson. A CNN news report showed footage of their car with what appeared to be claw marks and large holes in it. After 2008, the lizard man seemed to once again go dark until 2015 when a woman named Sarah claimed that she snapped a photo of the lizard man as she was coming out of church. Around the same time, a man named Jim Wilson took some pictures of a humanoid creature running around in the woods that he claims he saw while running over Skateboard Bridge. Neither of these sightings has been confirmed nor disproven. However, Jim Wilson's photos seem a little more believable, as Sarah's photo looks like someone wearing a Godzilla costume that they bought from Walmart. In 2013, author and famed cryptid seeker Lyle Blackburn Wrote a book called The Lizard Man, the true story of the Bishopville Monster, which is adored by many Bishopville citizens. Blackburn also apparently gained access to the case files of Sheriff Truesdale, which makes his book probably the best place to learn more about the Lizard Man. So, what do you think? Is the Lizard Man real? Are there other lizard creatures in parts of the world? Well, before you decide, Let's slide over to the skeptics' table and see what they have to say about it. Over the years, since the initial sightings, the lizard man of Scape Swamp has continued to taunt the residents of Lee County. Along with the tourists, curiosity seekers, media, and monster hunters, the skeptics took note, too. As you likely know by now, I feel it is important that in all of the cases we look into here on the Paranormal Factor podcast, that we represent both sides of an issue. So, That includes allowing skeptics and debunkers to have their say as well. There are at least two sides, after all, to every topic. So let's hear what the skeptics have to say about the lizard man. Professor of Religious Studies Joseph P. Laycock described the media frenzy and subsequent cult appreciation for this and other similar claims as following a predictable chain of events, a strange sighting, media attention, more sightings, followed by visits from curious tourists and monster hunters. Researcher Ben Radford states that this is a compelling story, but several important aspects wither under skeptical scrutiny. Radford noted that the details of Chris Davis's story do not hold up under scrutiny. Sheriff Truesdale stated that Davis's story never wavered, but Radford writes that isn't quite true. Over weeks and months and repeated tellings, The details changed many times, from having scales to the creature being packed with mud, how far away Davis was from the creature when he first saw it, and whether or not it attacked the car. Radford questioned how Davis was able to see details of the lizard-man creature at 2 a.m. when there was no lighting nearby in a heavily wooded area and the moon was not bright. If this was an aggressive creature, why was there no other credible sightings? According to Radford, The timing of Davis' story didn't make sense. If Davis saw the creature in the shadows while he was closing the trunk of his car, Davis still had to get back in the car and take off. Yet Davis claims that the creature was so fast that it caught up to the car when he was doing 40 miles per hour. Reports seem to vary with the source that Davis told the police about the attack two or more weeks later. After investigating, Radford states that the polygraph test administered to Davis may have been a publicity stunt by Southern Marketing Incorporated, a company arranging personal appearances for Davis. Another curious issue was that there are no photographs of the damage to Davis' car, which provides some evidence that something happened. Newspaper accounts give various and different descriptions of the damage to the car, and in one local newspaper, Davis is quoted as saying he escaped with no more than a scratch on his fender. Radford claims that Davis' report is quite literally incredible, ridiculed with both implausibility and impossibilities. It may be sincere or it may be a hoax, but in either event, no hard evidence of the creature has been found, he said. But there are still many who believe. For local resident John Stamey, Lizard Man isn't just a staple of Lee County culture. He believes Davis really saw something out of the ordinary that night in 1988. To be honest with you, there's something in Scape Swamp, said Stamey. We will one day find out what is causing all this if we keep looking. He's not alone in this. Many people are not sure of the Lizard Man's existence, but many people are just not willing to totally discount it either most share the sentiment expressed by resident Eddie Grant. I can't doubt it, and I can't prove it. Over the decades, there have been sightings on occasion, and a smattering of automobile maulings, always within the vicinity of the swamps around Bishopville, but nothing like that summer of 1988 when the Lizard Man made his presence and appetite for cars known. While the 2015 photo and subsequent video may prove Lizard Man's existence beyond a believer's doubt, his shy nature remains unchanged. The Lizard Man remains elusive. Visitors to the area around or Swamp are encouraged to remain vigilant, however, for the inevitable return of South Carolina's very own monster. No matter who you are, it's part of the local folklore now, said Bishopville local Robert Howell. It might not be the way Bishopville chose to get on the map, they probably would have rather had someone living here who got a Nobel Peace Prize, but Bishopville, home of the Lizard Man, (laughs) what's wrong with that? As one Bishopville resident said, even though I was not one of those people who believed in the Lizard Man, I still look over into the swamp every time I pass over that bridge, even today. There's... Just this tiny little piece of doubt. I, I know better, but there are so many stories. It is enough to plant a tiny seed of doubt. Postscript. In 2008, CNN mentioned the lizard van legend in a story about a couple in Bishopville who reported damage to their vehicle, including blood traces. The blood traces were subsequently found to be from a domestic dog, though the local sheriff suggested it might have been a coyote or even a wolf. In 2015, local television station WCIV featured photos and videos claiming to be the Lizard Man, allegedly taken by unidentified individuals. A man who asked not to be identified submitted a short video of what he thought was the Lizard Man. He said he took the video in May while hunting, but kept its existence quiet until he saw the reports of the Lizard Man outside a church. I saw your lizard man story, and it's given me the courage to send you a video I took in early May, the man wrote. Though my wife believes me that it's real, she said she would be embarrassed that everyone would think I was a loon, so I kept it a secret. The man said he took the video in or Swamp, just off Camden Highway in Bishopville. In the 22nd video, the photographer ducks behind a tree as a dark figure with what appears to be a long tail walks by some 30 or 40 yards away. The video stops as the figure appears to turn towards the camera. If you're wondering, I absolutely believe it's real, he added. When it noticed me, I high-tailed it out. In August 2017, the South Carolina Emergency Management Division sent a humorous tweet regarding possible paranormal activity during the solar eclipse that passed over the area, hinting that people of Lee and Sumter counties should remain vigilant for sightings of the lizard man. After all, it wasn't clear if his seemingly nocturnal nature would be befuddled when dusk arrived in the middle of a summer day. Sadly, Lizard Man didn't get the message and made no new appearances. And now it's time for the episode quiz. What? It's quiz time already? Well, okay, let's go. So, as you all know, we put the quiz out on our Facebook page. Go to Facebook and search on The Paranormal Factor Podcast. A lot of great content. Mondays are Monster Monday. Tuesdays, the quiz. But you don't get the answers until the episode releases on Friday. Wednesday, we cover a paranormal book or a film. And Thursdays, we give you some up-to-date news on the paranormal that's out there in the world. So the quiz for this episode, what was the Philadelphia experiment? Was it A, an effort to create a time machine? B, a Navy experiment in cloaking, C, an attempt to clone Ben Franklin, catch the Philadelphia reference there, D, long-range telepathy effort. So once again, what was the Philadelphia experiment? Was it an effort to create a time machine, a Navy experiment in cloaking, an attempt to clone Ben Franklin, or a long-range telepathy effort? And the answer is B is the correct answer, a Navy experiment in cloaking. The Philadelphia experiment is a conspiracy theory about a military experiment supposed to have been carried out by the U.S. Navy at the Philadelphia Navy shipyard in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, sometime around October 28th of 1943. The U.S. Navy destroyer escort USS Eldridge was claimed to have been rendered invisible or cloaked to enemy devices. The story originated in late 1955 when an ex-merchant mariner named Carl M. Allen, who claimed to be a witness to the event, sent a book full of handwritten annotations referring to the experiment to a U.S. Navy research organization. A little later, he sent a series of letters making further claims to a UFO book writer. Allen's account of the event is now widely understood to be a hoax. The U.S. Navy maintains no such experiment was ever conducted, that the details of the story contradict well-established facts about the USS Eldridge and that the alleged claims go against the very laws of physics. Allen began sending a series of letters to Morris K. Jessup, author of the book The Case for the UFO, Unidentified Flying Objects, using his given name as well as an alias, Carlos Miguel Alinde. The first known letter warned Jessup not to investigate the levitation of unidentified flying objects. Allen put forward a story of dangerous science based on unpublished theories by Albert Einstein. He further claimed a scientist named Franklin Reno put these theories into practice at the Philadelphia Navy shipyard in October of 1943. Allen claimed to have witnessed this experiment while serving aboard the SS Andrew Furiseth. In Allen's account, a destroyer escort was successfully made invisible, but the ship inexplicably teleported to Norfolk, Virginia for several minutes and then reappeared in the Philadelphia shipyard. The ship's crew was supposed to have suffered various side effects, including insanity, intangibility, that's phasing kind of in and out of existence, and being frozen in place. When Jessup wrote back requesting more information to corroborate his story, Allen said his memory would have to be recovered and referred Jessup to what seems to be a non-existent Philadelphia newspaper article that Allen claimed covered the incident. None of this prevented author Charles Berlitz, who had written a best-selling book on the Bermuda Triangle, from publishing The Philadelphia Experiment, Project Invisibility, in 1979, which purported to be a factual account. Observers have argued that it is inappropriate to grant credence to an unusual story promoted by one individual in the absence of corroborating evidence. Robert Gorman wrote in Fate magazine in 1980 that Carlos Allende, that is Carl Allen, was Carl Meredith Allen of New Kensington, Pennsylvania, who had an established history of psychiatric illness and who may have fabricated the primary history of the experiment as a result of his mental illness. Carl Allen confessed to it being a hoax in 1986, although he made a habit of recanting these confessions and then making them all over again. His own family was willing to admit that he could be erratic in his thinking and behavior. It's important to note a reunion of Navy veterans who had served aboard USS Eldridge told a Philadelphia newspaper in April 1999 that their ship had never even made port in Philadelphia. So, It looks like we'll need to wait a little bit longer for invisible teleporting ships. Well, listeners, in our next episode of the Paranormal Factor podcast, we investigate one of the best monster stories out there, the Beast of Bray Road. Newspaper writer Linda Godfrey had no idea what she was about to get into when she was assigned a human interest story by her small-town newspaper in Wisconsin. Linda was skeptical, to say the least, of the stories about the werewolf monster sightings along Bray Road outside the rural Wisconsin town of Elkhorn. But as she began digging into the story and encountering the eyewitnesses, she came to believe something truly strange was inhabiting the Wisconsin countryside. This is a good one, listeners. Join me as we track down this compelling creature and uncover together the story of the Beast of Bray Road next time on the Paranormal Factor podcast. Well, that'll do it for this episode. A theme song is Knockers by Cinco, courtesy of Upbeat Music. Hey, before you leave, if you could, please do me just two favors. First of all, if you did enjoy the show, please leave a like on your favorite listening application. And secondly, if you liked what you heard, please spread the word. Love to have some new listeners out there to join you. I'm your host, Richard Wright. Keep your eyes open for the unusual folks, and thanks for stopping by.